0: But I think we should be talking World Cup right at the moment, a man who knows everything. He's been, oh, hasn't he been busy? <laughs> hasn't he been busy? Trusted by nine million crypto customers worldwide, Kraken, that's dot com are our sponsors of this segment. Adam Peacock, a very good morning to you.
1: Morning, Paddy. Morning, Heels. How are we? Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. Have you just finished the Senegal-England game? I've
2: just finished a massive curry and about three beers at uh, the Curry House in Doha. You can find a beer here. So we watched we watched the game here uh, tonight. Last night was a bit hectic. So um, we I went to France. They uh, Poland, Poland. earlier tonight, and then um, came up here and, and uh, had a nice meal. So it was a it was a very nice evening as opposed to yesterday's uh, yeah atmospheric um, kind of yeah. conditions against well, Argentina.
0: Well, let's get the heavy stuff out of the way. So far, you've answered one question. So you actually can find a beer in a bit of peace over there somewhere.
2: How <laughs> do I know a Queenslander <laughs> was going to point the, point the gun in that direction? <laughs> no, um, yeah, you can, you can. Like, the, it's it's a place where um, they don't. It, it's not outward. It's it's a Islamic country, but, yeah. but they do have. Westerners who live here and they've got an appetite, you know, to, to live like Westerners, but you just got to do it a little off road way. You can't walk down the street with a beer. You can't walk down the street blind drunk. Um, yeah. You've got to be respectful and all of that. And wherever you do go, you've got to go through security, maybe show your passport and then get into a joint like we're, we're in. But completely comfortable, completely safe. And um, yeah, a little, ex- the, the beers are a little more expensive. They're, they're like 20 bucks a, a, a pint rather than, you know, your, your 10, 12 that you might get charged at various places. But, um, yeah, after after what we've been through, I'm more than happy to pay
1: fifty bucks a point at the moment. Yeah, take yeah, take that. Uh, the city of Doha, it, it's sort of got one point three million people in it, but does it feel bigger than that, or is it just a, you know, the size of the Gold Coast, for example?
2: Yeah, hills. It's a bit like um, there's many. It's a bit like Australia, but it's like Doha is Qatar basically. It's one city. There's a couple of little other places, but there's 3 million people in, in Qatar. Look, the, the vast majority live in Doha, and there's there's, you, there's a big class differential, massive class differential. You've got your royals and your, your princes and your emir and all that, that that just live in ridiculously sized houses. You've got your 300,000 Qatari nationals who can get a passport and they've regarded as the citizens. And then you've got the rest, the expats, the people who either, you know, you've got Aussies, Americans, you've got a, an airbase of 10,000, you've got Aussies living here um, in, in the energy sector. And then you've got like about almost 2 million expat workers, a lot of whom are from South Asia. So mm. you, every time he'll, you love it here actually, every time you get in an Uber, you go, oh, where are you from? Oh, Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka. Oh, you like cricket? Oh yes, Ricky Ponting, Ricky Ponting. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I love right. Ricky Ponting. But, um, it's like that and and they're the migrant workers, they're the people who are you know service workers, uber drivers, lovely people, but just trying to fill their pockets to send money back home and yeah. it's been fascinating in terms of finding out what the joint's like.
1: We okay. haven't heard of the heat, is it hot outside, and how has the air conditioned stadiums worked
2: yeah um. So it's nearly winter, but you, you're yeah. still walking around in like thirty degree heat. You, you're walking around on an average summer's day near the coast in Queensland. Put yeah. it that way. Like okay. It's, um, okay. It, it's a bit humid. It's a bit warm, but at night time it cools off a bit. But yeah, you, you do notice when you get into the stadiums, you've got um, you've got some air conditioning hit you, hitting you in the back of the head because we're up in the media tribune. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. Yeah, it's different. It's, you, you don't expect to walk into an air-conditioned stadium. And,
1: um, yeah, that's what we've got over here.
0: So five minutes into this chat, we might mention the mighty Socceroos, eh?
1: Yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: they were great, I weren't they, can't believe mate? what I witnessed 24 hours ago. Oh, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how they were able to... Like, a bunch of blokes... Uh, uh, a guy who plays for St Mirren in Scotland was charging around a football park yesterday, trying to handle the greatest player they've lived, yeah. arguably in Leo Messi. That and Keanu Back is playing against uh, Leo uh, Lionel Messi, who was great last night. Um, you, you saw his greatness, but still, we found a way to stay in the contest, and then at the end, nearly nick something, and and make it into extra time, and make it maybe into penalties, and make it something that the Argentines didn't want. It's just amazing. That atmosphere as well. You had a crowd of 40,000, 38,000 Argentines going absolutely nuts yeah. from an hour before kickoff. <laughs> it was just an extraordinary Australian sporting performance. One of the best I've seen.
1: Yeah, the coach, the Scaloni, liked us. He said we were sharper than them and they we played a way that mm. made it very difficult for them.
2: Yeah, we're, we're uncomfortable to play against. We're just annoying to play against which yep. is great and look one day we want to be something better than that we want to be something else on top of that we will always want to be hard to play against but we have got to add some subtlety to the game and and that'll come that'll come if, if the administration and everyone involved does the right thing over the next 10 15 years mm. because generally speaking in, in a development cycle whatever happens now the mistakes that are made now or or the, the things that are got right now, you'll know about in five to seven years. That's the general cycle with football. So massive opportunity for football in this country to kind of springboard off this.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, I want to talk, I've been reading a lot of your articles and I want to talk about the legacy in a minute, but in the immediate mate, someone like Souter and you know, I'm, I'm a fringe follower and like a lot of us are. I, so I would imagine Souter was just, he was a revelation. I thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was. And he's, he's at Stoke City now. He's got a three and a half year contract or three and a half years remaining on his contract with Stoke. He's playing in the second division in England. So the, the the championship they call it, he's better than that. Um I mean I I look at a guy like Harry Maguire who's at Manchester United and and yeah, I'm biased. I get it. But honestly I can't tell the difference between the two in quality and if not the Harry's Harry suit is better than Harry Maguire, but that's that's an opinion. But what is fact is that this guy is worth Australian dollars probably 35 to 50 million now Mm -hmm. if Stoke wanted to spell tomorrow Um, and a Premier League club can come in and get him. So it'll happen. It's just a matter of when, whether it be in the January transfer window or next European summer, so our June,
1: July. Hey, Adam, do you know of any other second division players at the World Cup? (laughs) There's not many. (laughs) there's not many. Well, Mitchell Duke scored.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: When, when when Juki scored, he was the only, and I don't think one has scored since, the only second division player to score in this World Cup. So he, he's in Japan, and he's about to get a, a contract upgrade up there as well. So all yeah. these guys are going to do well
1: out of this. And it's good for those clubs. They must hold on to Harry Suda, for example, and yeah. yeah. get his knee right. And he, they go, geez, we've got a good one here. We'll get millions for him. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, they'll be rubbing their hands. That actually stoke around by Bet three six five, so they're not exactly beggars, but no. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're, they're, uh, they're they'll sell because Harry wants to play Premier League. But no, it, like that's how football works. Like, and that's what Australia's got to really tap into. So. Back in Australia, one of these problems with the A-League obviously is the, the commercial revenue that comes in in terms of TV rights, for instance, in comparison to AFL and NRL. But what they do have is a massive opportunity to, to capitalise on the global um, transfer system. And you, you've got a, a revenue stream that is just simply not accessible to any other sport in Australia. And mm-hmm. these clubs can, if they develop the right kind of player, like a Garang Cole, for instance, who's yeah. going to Newcastle United from Central Coast. You've got a million bucks, two million bucks coming in through the door for an 18-, 19-year-old. If you keep doing that, you, things are going to look pretty rosy pretty quickly.
1: How close was he to scoring? What about that arm, that left arm oh, of the keeper? My... Get, <laughs> chop it off. And we were two all.
2: The, um, the 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 uh, reaction from certain members of the Australian media in the press area was pretty unprofessional. <laughs> I'm putting my hand up here right up in the side. Because there were t- there were some words that probably shouldn't get used around that area <laughs> and uh, behaviour that was uncouth. But yeah. anyway, you can't help it when emotion takes over.
0: No, I've been in quite a few press boxes around the world <laughs> where the behaviour hasn't always been dignified either. Hey, um, Just quickly, mate. Uh, <laughs> Arnie, w- w- what happens to him? We we, we love him. And uh, as I said earlier on the show, he's always been so good with his time, with us, with SEN, with all the Australian media. But he, he took away a team that was labelled the worst we've ever sent away. And he's, he's come home a national hero.
2: Well, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. I'm flat out mystified how it's got to the point where he doesn't know what his future is. Yeah. So if you went back four years, and a little plaque for code, I've written a, a 10 things kind of article for what the, the Australian football can do off the back of this, That the number one was that Graham Arnold. So if you went back four years and said, uh, Graham Arnold's going to qualify a team for the Olympics, a men's football team for the Olympics for the first time since 2008 and win a game against Argentina. And at the 2022 World Cup, he'll get out of the group and push Argentina all the way. I can't see how that is below the benchmark expected in 2018 when he took the job. So I don't know what's going on at the moment, but it's weird. And it, it sorts itself out in the next couple of weeks, but there's a lot to come on that story.
1: Yeah. And we we all hope he stays or goes on to a great club that he gets a club job overseas or something, if that's what he wants. But the next campaign for a World Cup is going to be the easiest he feels forever compared to that one they've just been through. My goodness, what a tough four years.
2: Yeah, so you're going from 32 this time and with a pandemic and with lockdown and Mm. with hotel quarantine and all of that chucked in. And then you go into hopefully, fingers crossed that no one needs another Pangolin or whatever it was, and yeah. the world stays open, and forty-eight teams qualifying for a World Cup, so a lot easier to qualify on paper through Asia. Nothing's a given, but yeah, um, there, there, I keep on coming back to it. There's a massive opportunity for Australian football here with the Women's World Cup to be hosted. that yeah. uh, the, the A League can springboard off the back of A League players scoring in a World Cup against some of the best teams in the world. I I, I can't see how could ask
0: for anything more. Um so hopefully the game can take advantage. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey well done, mate. I love love reading your stuff, love listening to your stuff. It's uh it's fantastic and you have done a, a wonderful coverage of this. There's lots more to play out there. Of course France England in a quarterfinal is, is going to be mouthwatering yes.
1: What what curry did you have, is mate? There... Was it goat? Uh this mutton kind of mm. like rich thing that I'm
2: like I'm telling you, that that the apartment that we're staying in, it's there's gonna be a bit bit of humidity around tomorrow morning, I think. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, all right. Too much
0: info. Thank you, mate. (laughs) Great to chat. Thanks, Adam. (laughs)